0: This is The Space Shot, episode 76 for July 29th, 2017, Space Drinks and Legislation. Hey everyone, welcome to The Space Shot, your daily space history, pop culture, and news fix. I'm John Molnix. A quick launch update before I start. Yesterday, a Soyuz rocket and capsule carrying an Italian, Russian, and American lifted off and arrived at the International Space Station. They greeted their fellow Expedition 52 crewmates and spoke with people on the ground. I'm excited to see what the crew's going to be doing for the eclipse on August 21st. In an interview with William Harwood with CBS News, NASA astronaut Randy Bresnik talked about the preparations to photograph the eclipse from the space station. Bresnik said that there will be three passes, one over the Pacific, one over the Midwest, and one over the Atlantic and that the crew of the station is going to be sharing the pictures with everyone back here on Earth right away. Now for some history. There's two things I want to talk about before I dive into the National Aeronautics and Space Act. On July 29, 1985, the Space Shuttle Challenger launched on the STS-51 mission and successfully completed an abort to orbit. An early shutdown of one of the space shuttle main engines meant that the Challenger wasn't able to reach as high of an orbit as planned, but the mission was still successful. The shuttle carried experiments that studied life sciences, in addition to a suite of instruments that examined plasma physics, solar physics, and high-energy astrophysics and astronomy. A weird part of the payload, courtesy of the cola Wars, flew on STS-51F. The crew of this Challenger mission tested the taste of Pepsi and Coca-Cola while in orbit, but according to a Space.com article that I'll link to in the show notes, they felt that the experiment was a failure due to a lack of refrigeration. I can't blame them, I'm not sure I'd want to drink room temperature pop either. Drinks and food in space are critical parts of crew's well-being during missions, and in future episodes I'll talk about this subject more. If you follow my Instagram feed, you'll know that I'm a bit of a coffee addict, so I really can't wait to talk about the ISS Espresso machine. Space Espresso that can be enjoyed out of a specially designed zero-g cup? Sign me up. Also on this day in 2005, it was announced that Eris, a dwarf planet like Pluto, had been discovered. Eris was claimed to be the 10th planet, but with Pluto's demotion and redefining smaller bodies into dwarf planets, Eris was classified as a dwarf planet. Mike Brown, Chad Trujillo, and David Rabinowitz co-discovered Eris and confirmed its existence with follow-up observations in the years after they first observed it in 2003. Now let's talk about the creation of NASA. On July 29, 1958, President Dwight Eisenhower signed the National Aeronautics and Space Act of 1958 into law in order to, quote, provide for research into problems of flight within and outside the Earth's atmosphere and for other purposes. The text of the act goes on to state that, quote, The Congress hereby declares that it is the policy of the United States that activities in space should be devoted to peaceful purposes for the benefit of all mankind. The Congress declares that the general welfare and security of the United States require that adequate provision be made for aeronautical and space activities. The Congress further declares that such activities shall be the responsibility of, and shall be directed by, a civilian agency exercising control over aeronautical and space activities sponsored by the United States. The separation of military and civilian aspects of the space program was something that was central to NASA from the very beginning. The creation of NASA didn't happen overnight, although it did happen relatively quickly in government time thanks to Sputnik being launched the year prior. Sputnik launched on October 4th, 1957, and the draft of the legislation that Eisenhower submitted to Congress was finished on April 2nd, 1958. The hearings in the House and Senate and an executive branch advisory committee were able to come up with legislation that transformed NACA, the National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics, into NASA in under a year. The original act has been amended and the language in it updated over the ensuing decades. In tomorrow's episode, I'm going to go into more detail about the National Aeronautics and Space Act, in addition to some Apollo 15 history. If you have ideas for the show, reach out to me. You can find me just about anywhere at John Molnix. I'd love to chat. (laughs) Share this episode with your friends, family, or anyone that enjoys podcasts. Let me know what you think of the show by leaving a rating in iTunes. It takes just a minute to leave a rating and it makes a huge difference by helping even more people find the show. I truly appreciate all of you listening. Thank you very much for subscribing to the podcast. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.